0: Start your day with a fresh word of encouragement. I'm Paul Dion and you're now listening to Words of Life, a daily devotional from our Life Team.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's devotional podcast. We're back. It's Jamie and Bireg. Yes,
0: by popular demand. You
1: know it. We give the people what they want. We do. We do. <laughs> I
0: mean, so many requests. Uh, you know, mainly from my mum saying, <laughs> "My mum too, actually." <laughs> She's like, Why is Jamie gone? And I'm like,
1: she's not gone. (laughs) We're back. We're back. And I'm looking forward to sharing in this devotional with all of you today because this week we are continuing to explore the life of Jonah. Yeah, awesome. You know, I love delving into these Bible stories. Yeah. It kind of brings me back to those days in Sunday school when I used to learn them with, you know, the felt boards. Um, but, you know... as felt we, boards? Felt boards. <laughs> do you remember the felt boards?
0: No, I grew up in a cult, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, what I love, though, is revisiting these Bible stories with fresh eyes. Yeah. You know, the perspective that it brings when you're a little bit older is so cool, and it's just... And a testament to the fact that the Word of God is alive. Yep. So on Monday, um, Pastor Aaron and Simon looked at Jonah chapter 1. And in that, we see Jonah running away from God and away from God's plan for his life. On Tuesday, Nikki and Ollie were speaking about Jonah chapter 2, where we see Jonah in the belly of the big fish, um, realizing what he has done and choosing to repent and return to God. So today, we are looking at chapter 3 of Jonah, and that's Jonah running with God, which is pretty exciting.
0: Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to this. So we're going to get into Jonah 3, and so have a listen as we read this. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. And Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed. And all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. And when Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent with compassion, turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. And when God saw that they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction that he had threatened.
1: I love that. You know what I love about actually the fact that we're looking at this third chapter in Jones, often we stop, we stop, uh, in the story after Jonah has come out of the whale. yeah. But actually, you know, what I love about this chapter is that there's just so many things that we can draw from it um, and we can identify um, what happens when we actually go with yeah. God's plan. Yeah. And the first thing that we, can, um, that we can talk about is this, is that we discover that the message that God gives us doesn't actually change. Yeah, so true. You see, in one verse we see that Jonah was spat out of the belly of the fish and in the next we see that he receives the same word from God. What I love about this is that God's Word is living and active and it's breathing new life into our bones in each season we find ourselves in. But what God is saying to us is consistent. His message doesn't change whether it's in His Word, the Bible, or whether it's in the words that He speaks to us as individuals. You know, I've actually had a similar experience myself where I was given the exact same Word on two separate occasions. And I remember that feeling of just being completely blown away that God would be repeating Himself in the exact same way. But really, it was probably God just out of frustration trying to yeah. tell me the exact same like, thing. Jamie, would you just listen? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what I love is that like, God is consistent um, and, and His message doesn't actually change. You know, I'm reminded of the importance of reading the Bible regularly yeah. because it continues to repeat itself in our, word, in our world and um, basically tell us the way that we should live over and over again. Yeah. You see, our God is on the move, but his character is constant. And therefore, if he says something, I know that he will do
0: it. That's
1: I love what it says in Numbers 23 verse 19. It says, God is not human that he should lie, not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Man, like maybe he's saying something to you right now in this yeah. moment. Does that line up with his word? Is it consistent mm. with, what he's, with what the Bible tells you? Does it line up with the things that you believe he has spoken to you in the past? Because God is consistent. He is. And his word doesn't change.
0: It doesn't. And I love that like, that reality that, like Jonah, you can still hear God. Mm. You can still go off path and off track. But then when you come back, he still speaks those same things to us. He's so faithful. You know, so it doesn't matter if you're listening today and you've gone away from God's plan mm. for your life. It's never too late to come back and allow him to continue to outwork through you what he's given you, which is really, really cool. Something else we discover is that God always desires mercy. You know, while we know God is still sovereign and holy, he is also loving. You know, he desires mercy. He's a God of mercy. His plans lean towards mercy and something we may love or hate at points, you know, but it's so great that we are, you know, loved by a God of mercy, which is Mm. so cool. Mm.
1: That's so true. You know, one of the other things that this um, story teaches us is that we actually discover that God's plan is bigger than we first thought. Yeah. You see, when we run with God like Jonah did, we continuously see that God's plan for us is actually far bigger and broader yeah. than we could ever think, imagine, dream, or desire. Yeah. Jonah was expecting to deliver a message and watch a city get devoured, but God in all his mercy had something far better in mind. You see, no moment is wasted, not even the mundane or the everyday moments. And what I love about this is that it actually causes us to place value on every season, no matter what the season. And I kind of feel like maybe today there's some of you listening where you're in a waiting season, potentially. You know, there's always time between when God gives you a dream or a word and when you're going to see it realized.
0: Oh, I love that time. Oh, Oh, the waiting season. Isn't it the best? (laughs) I just love embracing it. I feel like I have a lot of those. The in-betweens. Me too. Me too.
1: (laughs) And that's the thing. It's like there's probably more waiting than there is actual fulfillment in life.
0: So maybe this is you
1: right now and you're waiting for a job. Maybe you're waiting for a healing or maybe you're waiting for a relationship to be restored. But what do you do while you wait? How do you make the most of the season? Right. And, you know, if I've learned anything about the waiting season, it's that patience brings perspective. Awesome. The picture slowly begins to reveal itself as you as you wait out the season. Yeah. In the same way that speed bumps on the road are intentional, so too are the things that slow us down in life. So time isn't actually lost. No. Even though we must wait, we must also watch. Because building within us is a hopeful anticipation for God to move. That's why I love what it says in Psalms 130 verse 5 to 6. The psalmist says, Wait for the Lord, my whole being waits. Mm. And in his word I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than the watchman wait for the morning. And I want to encourage you today, whatever part of the journey you're on right now, take heart that God has a bigger plan and purpose in mind and there is no season that is wasted.
0: Yeah, that's right. Nothing's wasted. Mm. And one of the things I think we often wait for is when I get the answer, when it comes to fruition, Mm. that's it. And uh, I often feel like God goes, no, like what's it is all the learning that you're doing and the discovering that you're doing, the change that is taking place while you're in the waiting. So you know, it's like we often get put in a chrysalis. Yes. You know, and yes, the butterfly looks amazing at the end, but the real transformation mm. takes place in the waiting. And, and, and yeah, if you're listening today, the wait is worth it. Amen. Hindsight will show that the wait was worth it. Amen. You know, and what comes out on the other side is you'll be a stronger leader, maybe a stronger spouse. You'll have fresh revelation, your mm. encouragement, whatever it may be, and that's so cool. Yeah. You know, so as much as it hurts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, as much as it hurts of being there, done that, and it, uh, it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Amen. You know, out of this passage, we also see that you know we can rediscover that we have a part to play in helping people find hope and restoration. Mm. You know, ultimately, we have been commissioned by God to preach the good news we find in the cross. Mm. You know, Jesus is the way. Mm. The cross is the way. It's him as the ultimate way to freedom. We get to we get to tell other people about that, which is awesome. You know, we have a pl- part to play in his restorative plan for the earth, preaching the gospel and lifting the cross high. And oh man, I'm I'm so humbled that God would use my brokenness mm. and someone like me knowing my failings to preach his good news mm. and to set others free. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous.
1: Right. But that's
0: his plan. <laughs>
1: totally. And you know, it's interesting. It's one of those things that I've actually been discovering myself, again, really, that my life isn't actually for me. Yeah. My life is for others. My life yeah. is to see other people find their hope in Christ and to lead people closer into so his presence. Cool. Which is amazing in every single moment of our lives. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I reckon you got to pray, Jamie. Let's pray for us. And uh, I know that there's people listening today, and they need this prayer. Yeah. You know, this is spoken to people with what mm. they're going through. And they, I think they need to know that God is with them. He's running with them. Yeah, amen. Uh, even though it may not feel like it at times. Yeah,
1: let's pray. Yeah, God, I thank you that you are a God of mercy, that you are a God who is consistent, that you are a God who is alive, yeah. and that you are speaking right now in this moment, Jesus. And no matter what season we find ourselves in, God, I thank you that you are right there with us. Yep. I thank you that your plans and your purposes are greater than anything we can think, imagine, dream, or desire, mm. God, and that you are in control through it all, and that you are with us and that you will never leave us. Yep. And Father, I just pray that as we step into this day, um, into our everyday moments, that we would begin to see again and rediscover mm. the great plan that you have for us, the great restoration and hope that each and every one of us carry um, and that you would be made, um, that you would, your name would be made known yeah. in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I'll well, take care. See, see you next ya.
1: time.
0: Thanks for joining us for another encouraging word from the Life Team. Don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. We'd love to have you join us at church this Sunday. If you're in Auckland or Melbourne, check out the website for a location near you, or you can choose to join us online from wherever you are. Find a service at lifeNZ.org.